G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The only way we really get to know someone is to live with them. Problem is that today that can just mean shacking up. But God has a plan to make his home in us, and it's so much more than what this world has to offer. I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at your life from a different perspective. Christmas is a time when we celebrate the fact that God sent Jesus, his son, to this planet to make peace between us and him. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Our rebellion was our declaration of war against God. Jesus is God's response an eternal declaration of peace for anyone who will accept Jesus as their one and only way back into relationship with God. But rebellion can seem like a very strong word. I I mean, okay, I, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm not that bad. So let's unpack that just a bit. What does our rebellion look like? And is it worth sending Jesus to this planet to die for? Over the last few days on the program, we've been looking at a little part of the Bible called Ezekiel. It's a book in the Old Testament, and it was written by a man called Ezekiel, who was one of God's prophets. And his job was to go to the nation of Israel and say, listen, you know something? The reason that you're being punished right now is because you have turned your back on God. And they were being punished. Israel had been taken out of Egypt and and through the Red Sea and they spent 40 years in the desert with Moses and then God put them in the promised land, the land that he'd promised them through Abraham many centuries before and they lived there for century after century and God so wanted to bless them. God so wanted them to have peace and abundance and blessing and a relationship with him but instead they turned their back on God. And the book of Ezekiel is God speaking to them after he sent the Babylonians to to kill many of them and to take the rest into captivity and destroy Jerusalem and the temple and everything that, that they held dear to them and explain to them that you are my people. This is what it says in chapter 5. This is what the Lord God said. This is Jerusalem. I've set her in the center of many nations all around her, but she's rebelled against me. She hasn't done what I've asked her to do. And therefore, because Jerusalem was more turbulent than those other nations and and didn't follow my statutes or ordinances, but acted more like the other nations around them, I myself, says God, am coming against them and have executed judgments amongst them. And because of all of the people's abominations, I'll do what I've never done before. I'll never do again. And then he goes and lists all this pain and judgment that he visits on them. And he says, my anger will spend itself and I will vent my fury on my people and satisfy myself. And they will know that I, the Lord God, have done this to them. I think, wow, you know, I don't think of God that way. It's, it's a pretty ugly picture of God. I mean, Israel were God's chosen people, but they rebelled 
against God. And they just left him. They behaved more like the other nations rather than being God's people. God had set them apart for goodness and blessing. And instead, they become more like the nations around them than like God. Isn't it easy to do that? Isn't it easy to have some sort of faith in God? You start off believing in him and it's wonderful and passionate and little by little, compromise creeps in. The light dims a bit and stops shining and the the salt loses its flavour and it ends up so we don't look any different to anyone else. And maybe we keep up appearances, but on the inside, in our hearts, in our, our thoughts, there's some ugly things. It's a gallery of horrors. We think no one sees, and, and yet we wonder why there's turmoil in our lives. When we rebel against God, there's war and there's turmoil. It's interesting, in that part of Ezekiel, just a few chapters on, God says to Ezekiel about the leaders of Israel, he says, Have you seen what the elders of Israel are doing in the dark, each in his room of images? For they say the Lord doesn't see us, that the Lord's forsaken the land. And God said to me, you'll see still greater abominations that they're committing. The room of images, the innermost parts, the part that we think no one else can see, can be a gallery of horrors. Imagine going into an art gallery and it's dim and you look around the walls You have a sense that there are some paintings there, but you can't really see the detail. And then all of a sudden God turns on the light and we discover a gallery of horrors, a a picture of you or me snarling at someone we love, a picture of us scheming or a picture of our hatred, a picture of our dishonesty or sexual immorality or a gallery that we don't want anyone else to see, a dark place that we think no one else knows, but God sees. God sees that rebellion, and he's got a name for it. It's called sin. God's plan, God's heart, God's cry is, I will be your God, and you will be my people, and and God wants to bless us. And then we turn around and, and rebel like Israel. We go our own ways, and we think no one notices, and yet we wonder why there's turmoil. And on top of that, we kid ourselves. While all this was going on in Israel, And Ezekiel was prophesying to Israel, saying, you people have forsaken your God, and there is no peace, and God is going to bring judgment on you. There were false prophets wandering around, saying everything's okay. This is what it says in in chapter 13, in, in verse 10. Because in truth, these false prophets are misleading my people. They're saying there's peace when there is no peace. They're whitewashing things. We do that in our society. We say adultery, no problem. Divorce your wife or your husband because it's no longer convenient? Well, that's just a a valid lifestyle choice, really. Eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die, there are no consequences. No one will notice, it doesn't matter. But God does. And God will tolerate that stuff only to a point. But ultimately, there is judgment, because sin is sin, and rebellion is rebellion. And one day, you and I will stand before God, and he will judge us. And on that day, there will be two sorts of people only. Those who believe in Jesus. Those who believe that what we celebrate at Christmas is God sending his son to be a man and ultimately to die, to pay for our sins, mine and yours. I know sin's not a popular word. People say to me, Bernie, you shouldn't use the word sin on radio. And I wouldn't use it without explaining it. Sin is when we rebel against God. 
it just doesn't ruin our life here and now. It robs us of eternal life. There are two sorts of people on that day. Those who believe in Jesus, who put their faith in him, say, I know Jesus died for me and I have forgiveness. And those will have eternal life. The other sort are those people who said, no, no, it doesn't matter. Eat, drink, be merry, tomorrow we die. On that day, they will suffer eternal judgment. On that day, the decision will be made for them to spend eternity apart from God. There's a name for that. It's called hell. We all have fallen short of God's glory. And just today, I know it's coming up to Christmas. I know you've got a lot of things on your mind, probably. I just felt God wants to say something to you. We've all rebelled. Today, God's calling you home. Wherever you are, whatever you believe, today, God is calling you home to him. I will be your God. You will be my people. That is what Christmas is about. just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.